Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Momentum is back. Biggie, 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 biggie back on tech stocks. And we all love the momentum on tech stocks. Higher, higher, higher. Um, the only problem is the momentum's going the other way. It's going down. Down, 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 down. Slide whistle down. Stocks fall as tech route deepens. Interesting, right? The rotation that was kind of flirting earlier in the year, where we're starting to see some value stocks do well, some energy stocks that didn't do well last year, some bank stocks doing well. Some deep value small cap stocks do very, very well to start the year. And tech stocks would hit a new high and then go back down. And then they would try to hit a high and go back down. They didn't didn't really go anywhere. But now they are. I'm stoked because I have cash. I'm not counting on selling the tech stocks that are going down. It's a paper loss for me. Yeah, yesterday I might have been worth $25 million and today $24.5 million. But as long as the trend is moving from 22 to 23 to 24, eh, stay there for a while, 25, 25, 24, 25, 23, 23, 24, 24, 25, 26. Over longer periods of time, I like seeing the trend going that way. So paper losses are okay. It's kind of like playing Monopoly. You don't really lose millions and millions of dollars, and you don't really make millions and millions of dollars. But until you sell, it's not really a loss. Same thing with your house. If I were to tell you your house went down 10% in value in the last two weeks, you'd be like, what? And it probably did. Because as money comes out of tech stocks, you start losing that ability to use things for down payment. When money comes out of tech stocks because it's implying inflation and revaluations, and higher interest rates, you probably lost 10% in your house. But you don't think about that because you don't see a dollar value on a bank statement every day like you can on uh, your stocks. So paper losses are okay if you got cash and you have time. If you don't have time, paper losses suck. That's why as you get older, you start going, okay, I got five more years. I can only take one more correction or two more big corrections. Um, and then I kind of want to, I want to be in my target area when, before a correction happens or during a correction, and I still want to be in that target area. It's part of your strategy, I think, but I'm looking at the, uh, stocks today and every single stock I own except for one is down and that's fine as far as individuals. 
Now, as far as stock markets, the S&P 500 is down about nine tenths of one percent. The Dow down nine tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq down one percent. The Russell down nine tenths of one percent. Taking a look at, I could find a little like some things that are like Pepsi, where we know we're going to drink soda in good economy and bad economy. Um, that's out there as far as doing well. But let's move forward, shall we? So there's a newfound respect for risk. And you know how we've been talking about this great mutual fund investor this year. In last, I, psh, I almost said a dirty word. In the last 15 months, Kathy Wood's ARC, she goes like super aggressive technology like um, the Pelotons before they were Pelotons, before they were big kind of important things. So there's a that kind of risk that she's taking is getting punished harsh. If you're in her funds, you're like, whoa, this is what it's like to be down 40% in a month. It doesn't feel good unless you have the stomach for roller coasters. So there's a new respect for risk. There's a recognition that inflation is heating up. I've seen more and more companies announce it. We've seen the wage inflation be stated from McDonald's now from KFC, from Chipotle, saying we need workers and we need to pay more and we need to give referrals to friends who get friends in. And what we're seeing very, very clearly to me is that, yes, the economy is heating up and, yes, people are starting to go back to work, but some people are being very hesitant, like hesitant to take the vaccine, hesitant to go back to that, for lack of a better word, crappy job. I'm not saying uh, working at McDonald's is below me because I would clearly do it. I'm saying that when I had a friend that worked at Wendy's, she had to go to the toilet and pick up other people's poop. And a lot of people don't like doing that. People are animals in public restrooms. Um, (laughs) Vote Rob Black for president of the United States and I will put to death anyone who desecrates a public bathroom. Vote for me for president. And I'll make sure Mark Zuckerberg goes to jail just for looking snarky. Vote for me for president. And anyone who spam mails your art. <laughs> no. But I would have a very simple platform, right? But my background's going to get me. I hate to say it. Uh, drinker. Drinker. Womanizer. And drinker. I want to make it very far in the political process. And you know what I would do? If I could do any sort of government position, I'd be mayor because I want to help the city I live in. That's just me. Okay, so there's a respect for risk. There's a recognition that inflation's heating up on the labor side. And we've already seen Warren Buffett say all of our companies are seeing higher costs. We've seen reports on lumber being up 30% year over year. So houses are getting out of reach for people. There's inflation. It's not like Paul Revere is like deaf. Paul Revere is out there. Inflation is coming. Inflation is coming. Inflation is coming. By two lights, double inflation, one light inflation. We know inflation's coming, whether it's one light or two. It's coming. And that's the worst thing in the world for stocks. Now, Gavin Newsom said we're going to get the biggest tax rebate in the history of California after what Biden's been saying. Holy mackerel. We got some, uh, some, how should we say, gasoline for an economy. So I'm not stressed, but inflation's coming, and you should know that. 
Virgin Galactic reported a loss of 55 cents a share. It indicated to open 20% lower um, at a price that is 77% below its February high. It's 70, someone bought it at its high, and it, it, I don't know if they sold it or not, but someone bought it at its high, it's now down 77%. Remember when you couldn't get enough space stocks, and I was like, eh, space stocks aren't really for me. I don't like companies that put rockets in the sky and people on seats underneath the said rocket, and then you see rockets explode in the sky. Oh, I did that with my kid yesterday. We watched rockets explode on YouTube. Fun. So inflation is coming. It's a risk off kind of market. Some people are harvesting some long-term capital gains before any increase in long-term capital gains tax rates as proposed can be passed. There's some momentum selling and perhaps even some forced selling with some stop orders triggering. There's a continued bid to increase exposure to value. That's the story. Still, there's going to be companies like Apple and Facebook who have a lot of cash and said, we will step up and buy our own shares. There is a weird story out there about 12-year-olds starting to get vaccines now, starting on Thursday. My kid's signing up for one. He wants to. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. A couple weeks ago, the markets could do nothing but hit all-time highs. They say back in 1989 when the big earthquake hit San Francisco, I believe the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland A's were in the World Series. And if you, if you watch any of that ESPN footage, you see like it's a beautiful, calm day. And I don't know what this means, but when I got to the Bay Area 25 years ago, people were like, yeah, it was earthquake weather. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they were like, it was just, it was so tranquil. The tranquility was, was, was tranquil. The tranquility was driving people nuts. And that's how people think they remember that they knew an earthquake was coming. Same thing's kind of happening on Wall Street right now, where you could almost not... You could almost make money by buying Dogecoin or Bitcoin or space stocks or tech stocks or the S&P 500. It was too easy to make money. We became lost in a sea of tranquility. Uh, I want to get lost in the sea of tranquility. They say the three times that you feel love in your life is the, the moment you're born, the moment you fall in love with a woman, and the moment you die. Very, very tranquil, all three of them sound like in, in, in thought. So Ethereum went ballistically up yesterday and ballistically down. It feels like, and I, again, way too early to say, it, it feels like that the Elon Musk appearance may have been the, junk, the shark moment. I don't think so. But short term, that's what we're going to look at and say, I wonder if that's what happened. Solar continues to go lower. There's an ETF called TAN, T-A-N, which has been rocking since Biden won the election, probably a little bit before that. It's got a good you know, underlying demand, solar. But that one, if you're looking at, 
see, today I have shopping lists. After I get off the show today, I'm going to spend two or three hours looking at stocks of my list of which ones do I want to pick up. In case things get hairier, I want a list of 20. And when I start feeling things are starting to shake out, I want a list of 10. And when I could see the white of their eyes, if I see the white of their eyes, I want two or three. But today I'll start putting together a list of 20. Hack attack. Do you remember uh, Olivia Newton-John? Heart attack. Is it heart attack? I don't know. Let's get physical. I don't know. Now I'm getting all my songs mixed up. But that criminal syndicate, Dark Side, apologized to the world for messing up the colonial pipeline. And they said, in the future, we're going to hack businesses that aren't so disruptive. They're hackers with a conscience. They, they ransom from the rich. And in theory, they're giving to poor charities. Although some of the charities have said, no, thank you. We don't want any of that money. But they apologized. Ain't that something? Virgin Galactic reported a quarterly loss with no revenue. And they're also reconsidering its next test flight. That probably reconsideration of the next test flight has got people pretty scary. Ford's got a new F-150 pickup coming. And it's going to be called The Lightning. (laughs) Didn't they see that Disney film, Cars? You don't use a name like Lightning. But they will. F-150 Lightning will be available for some sale sometime in mid-2022. They're going to debut it on May 19th. And the very, very profitable part of automobiles are pickup trucks and SUVs. They think the truck will be similar to the Hummer EV SUV. The pickup includes a dual motor setup, all-wheel drive, a 300-mile range battery, and eliminated a light bar stretching the length of the truck's grill, which is kind of cool working. Um, you know, I, I guess if I were to say anything about it, it's again, back to that ETF TAN, T-A-N, it's an exchange traded fund, which would be a way to play solar infrastructure if you think we're going that direction. So Goldman Sachs has officially joined the crypto craze. Did they join it at a top? They said it was not an asset class. Now they're saying it is an asset class. These are rough times. Today after the Mar- well, yesterday we got Roblox. Maybe we'll talk about Roblox a little bit later. We got Novavax yesterday, who was one of the first companies developing a vaccine for COVID. Where are they? It's, it's crickets, right? They said, we'll have our vaccine ready by June or July. What? Now, with that said, the World Health Organization said this morning that what's happening in India is bad news for the whole world. They see this as a crazy, weird variant. And they're warning, we have to squash this. We need more shots in arms. Kids in America, 12 years or older, will now be able to get the shot as of Thursday. The Pfizer shot, two-shotter. And again, it's been approved just for emergency use. It's the same thing as approval. Just not the manufacturing standards. That takes a little bit longer to go through that 10-month verification of, hey, what test tubes are you using? Hey, what needles are you using? Tonight, we get earnings reports from FUBU TV. FUBU TV is an interesting one because they're an all-sports streaming um, content. So they're, they're the, the sports channels of Netflix. I would love for Netflix to buy FUBU. Because Netflix doesn't have live sports. 
And FUBU's already made all these arrangements, but here's the problem. It ain't that hard to make arrangements. Now, the problem with FUBU is they don't have ABC, NBC, CBS. And what's wrong with FUBU is they don't have movies or kids shows. And it's expensive. The digital rights to sports, crazy. So I'm going to be very interested in watching them. I don't like the stock. It's been acting too funky for me. Um, we also get earnings out of Electronic Arts tonight, a video game company. And Lemonade, a company that sells online insurance. Insurance agents hate companies like Lemonade. Hate companies like Geico. Because the company's getting the commissions, not the agent. And insurance agents will say things like, well, I'll get to know you. If you want one size fits all, go to that online platform. But if you got a kid with special needs, if you think you might get a divorce one day, I'm better for you. You know, it's going to be an interesting report on Wednesday is Playboy Group. Now, the reason I say that is because they've gone pretty deep into, they were publicly traded, then they went private. Hugh Hefner died. They stopped doing the nudie magazines. Now they're doing like style and gin and whiskey magazines, how to wear an ascot for young men. Um, so they went away from that, but they're saying, we've got a lot of really classic Americana images that we can turn into non-fungible tokens, that we can s turn into digital art. Um, have you ever looked at a picture on your computer of your, of your kids, of your parents? Yeah. Uh, they've got a lot of things that people look at that are very unique Americana classic. Some of them porno, but that'll be an inch. Oh, Yeti. The makers of super coolers they're coming out thursday with numbers find me online at robblackshow.com find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to rob black's twitter his handle is at rob black show listen to rob black and your money weekday mornings 7 to 9 on am 1220 kdow <laughs> Welcome in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investment. I come from a very well-educated family. All six of us have degrees. All six, five of us have advanced degrees. Um, I've got a brother who works for the CDC. He's more of a, how shall we say, a cancer researcher than a COVID researcher. He's more of a what's in your home that can kill you. And kind of, kind of like a lead paint guy. <laughs> I know you're saying, are you referring to your brother as a lead paint guy? Yeah, kind of. Um, so I believe in science. As far as Republicans and Democrats, they both like spending our money. That's kind of my political affiliation there. And I think that they both kind of swing to crazy extremes. I like them more in the moderate middle than in the extremes, but that's as far as I go, politically speaking. Um, so you know who I am. That's kind of important when you hear what I talk about as far as investing goes. This show is mainly monologue-driven, so you have to know the source. If you see someone like ooh, a super liberal like a Malcolm Gladwell talking, you think he's the representative of normal society, you'd be like, ooh, that must be an interesting society to live in. Um, so perspective means something. I believe we live in what would be referred to a world as a floating opera. 
it's a classic science fiction book from the 50s and 60s where we started learning existentialism and how to open our eyes to things. And in the floating opera, if you're one mile out of it and it's in the sky, you're going to see it from like, oh, an interesting perspective. But what if someone's behind it? They're going to see everyone's backs and they're not going to hear the voices being yelled at them. What if someone's right in the middle of that floating opera? They too will have different perspectives. And in the world, you could say like, that's China versus the United States versus Russia. We all have different perspectives based on location and geography. Well, that's, there's some truth to that. But what if you're to the left? You only hear the left side of the orchestra. What if you're to the right? So I look at life as a very much so a floating opera. It's a lot about perspective. Just know that when you hear me talk. One of the things I want to talk about right now is the restaurant industry. It's incredibly dire. And I know we're talking about millions and millions. No, we're talking about billions and billions of money. No, trillions and trillions of dollars coming into our economy. Um, and what we're going to see is, will the restaurant industry be able to shake off the pandemic? I'm still not 100% sure they all will. I've been to a couple restaurants. I've eaten outside. I don't much care for the experience. Um, so I'm still not really thrilled going to restaurants. I still would rather eat a little healthier at home. But I'm a bit of a problem. But when I do go, I tip well and I eat well. In America, the situation's desire. The National Restaurant Association estimates that 110,000 eating and drinking places shut down for the long term by the end of December 2020. And the industry lost out on almost a quarter of a trillion dollars. Of those eating and drinking places, we're going to include bars and taverns, pubs, whatever you want to call them. They were the hardest hit because they sell alcohol. And alcohol has a huge markup. Now, they didn't have the, you know, they weren't having chicken breast and steaks being delivered that they weren't selling. But they weren't selling anything. No one was doing carryout or anything. Hey, I'd like to get a carryout. Beer. <laughs> nope. Even if President Joe Biden's vaccine drive and infrastructure plans lay out the groundwork for a miracle rebound, and at this point in time, the herd it's not going to happen. Um, we've seen a, a rapid decline in people getting vaccinated. Now they're starting to open it up to 12 to 18-year-olds. In theory, maybe because let's get more of the younger herd. Before we had like 18-year-olds who could do it to kind of get the college herd because we knew they were going to mess things up. Now we got to get the people going back to high school ready. We're, we're, again, I, I'm going to say it's going to take a miracle at this point in time to get us to where we need to get to. Otherwise, we're looking at booster shots. We're looking at more years of vaccines for those who want and years of vaccines for those who don't. We'll see a bifurcation of people dying. We'll see a bifurcation of people um, getting through it. And everyone will point fingers. But when customers don't show up to a restaurant um, and you make a booking, it's, it's very stressful at this point in time. So companies like Open Table are trying to do everything they can to make sure that you go if you sign up for a reservation. Foursquare has launched the Save My Seat campaign calling on the public to pay a deposit when they make a table reservation. Um, we had an 80th birthday party for a family member last weekend. And 
we wanted to do it up in Sonoma and we wanted to do it in an outside. It was 85 degrees in the day. So it was beautiful outside. Um, everywhere we looked, it, they wanted us to do it inside, book a room, book tables, full reservation. You have to pay a thousand dollars down. And that wasn't a hesitancy, but I'm just telling you what the environment is. Um, so when we did book something, uh, we we're pleased with what we got, but they, they were not going to be in the position to let 12 tables or 12 uh, seats go unused that night. They wanted cash before we showed up. So open table penalizes people in a funny way. If you don't show up for a reservation four times within 12 months, you're prohibited from making future reservations. Keep in mind, a table might turn two and a half, three times most in an evening. So if they're waiting on you for your reservation 15, 20 minutes, that table may turn two times instead of two and a half. Um, that's not good. So we're going to see how people are able to get back, um, how restaurants are able to, a lot of restaurants don't survive. Restaurants are incredibly competitive and we're incredibly fickle. Um, and I've seen two of my favorites. No, I don't want to use the word favorite. I've seen two of the restaurants that I've been to pretty frequently in the last five years completely go. One of them was a really cool um, a World Fair building turned into a restaurant. I'm talking like that, yeah, that 1910 or whatever the World Fair was. I don't know the year. Give me a break. Um, I'm not that much of a history nerd. But they took one of the tea houses and turned it into a, a pretty cool restaurant called The Vans in San Mateo. Um, guy bought it for his daughter, put it on a barge, took it from San Francisco all the way down to San Mateo and made it into a house or, res uh, eventually into a, a restaurant for his daughter. <laughs> it's weird, right? But true. So restaurants are going to be something that we not only, we see the damage was done. Now we're going to see how they stretch their legs and come out of it. Um, and there's going to be more shakeout. And again, let me throw down that number one more time. Um, sales at bars are down 65% year over year. On top of that, um, what is the number in the United States? Oh, I can't seem to find it all of a sudden. I was going to go over the losses for the year, but I'm going through this huge research report that I'm trying to turn into, boil it down, and just can't find it. I know Europe lost about $22 billion in people who blew off reservations in 2019 it's 2019 before covid just blowing off reservations the restaurant industry said we lost about 22 billion dollars again all very interesting to me so let's take a look at the market shall we because we are in that oh roblox had a great quarter great quarter fantastic quarter uh sales up 178 percent their stock's up today they're one of the very few rare ones. I'm taking a look at their PE. I'm going, huh, still has no PE. That's a little bit of a watch out, people. This is, could be one that could get hit, even though they had a great quarter. Some people will say, got to be earning money. Some people will start shaking. Uh, how shall we say? In a correction, people will have higher standards. And I'll also say this. Uh, the political side who's not in power during a stock market crash, uh, correction, pullback. I shouldn't have started with crash. I should have said pullback and correction first. Uh, 
the, the party that's not in power, suddenly they will start warming up to more stimulus. So it wasn't a surprise to me yesterday to see Mitch McConnell say, you know what, taking a look at that uh, infrastructure bill, we will spend a little bit more money. So everyone kind of wants to help their state and say, we were there when things got tough. And that's how you get elected. And that's how you get reelected. So wait, wait I want to look at Roblox's um, future PE. Okay, Ford PE. Yeah, they still don't have an estimate when they're going to be profitable, but their price to sales ratio is 38. So if you take a look at Roblox and see their price to sales ratio is 38, then you go, okay, well, let's see what the price to sales ratio of Microsoft is. Because you could buy either one, right? Um, the price to sales ratio for Microsoft is 11. So it's way more value, but it's still very high for software, but we're not really software anymore. Now we're internet, same thing with Roblox. So we could say, okay, price sales ratios could be a little higher, but you can start seeing the comparison. And with Roblox, let's say if you go to Activision as your video game comparison, you'd say the price to sales ratio is eight in Activision. Again, 38 in Roblox. So I don't want you, but Roblox is growing way faster. I want you to learn how to compare. That's the secret to investing. That's the secret to success. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay, forget that last segment ever happened. What am I trying to say? Uh, the restaurant industry needs your butts and seats. They don't want you canceling. I thought there was more there for me to explain, but there wasn't. So let me give you a different perspective and show you what's wrong with the stock market right now. There's nothing wrong with the stock market. The stock market is a discounting mechanism. It's telling you that in six months in the future, these are the problems that we're going to see. It's pulling back now because things are great. No, it's pulling back now because in six months, there's going to be more challenges. McDonald's is summing it up in the simplest possible way. Their franchisees are saying that there's an inflation time bomb coming that's going to lead to higher Big Mac prices. So you know cow costs are going up. Should you go buy Tyson chicken as an investment? Yeah. If you think inflation is going to hit beef, then you buy chicken, uh, chicken stock, for sure. As Americans will cut the most expensive down to the, the, the mid-expensive, the mid-expensive down to the least expensive. It, when we're buying spam, we're in a full-on recession. And Hormel's the buy. I know. You're saying you can figure this all out by food? Yes. So McDonald's is getting it, though, not just from inflation of food costs, but from workers that don't want to come back. Which would you rather do? And this is a, a liberal versus uh, – this is a Democrat versus Republican thing. Would you rather stay at home and get nice benefits sent to you from the United States government? Or you can go to a high-demanding job where if you take your mask off, you get a 20-year-old kid who's a manager going, put your mask back on or you're going to be fired. I, I think I'd rather sit at home and get those benefits that pay me a little bit more than getting yelled at by a 20-year-old. Right? That's just human instinct. Now, with that said, I know some people who have some 
some work pride. They're like, I'm not staying at home. I'm going to work. I'm going to go earn my money. And I, I, I respect that. But see, McDonald's is dealing with that. This isn't about Rob Black's respect. This is about what real things have to deal with. So the more money people have to spend, the better for sales like McDonald's. And we have trillions and trillions of dollars of stimulus in the system. But they're now sitting in a situation where the labor report, people don't want demanding essentially low-pay jobs. Um, They don't. When the extended unemployment is greater than the, you know, 35 hours or 30 hours that they're working, they'd rather stay at home. I get it. Um, So they're saying the mid-level jobs might see a nice boom, whereas the low-level jobs are going to be the ones that are going to be trickiest to get people back in jail. So further on with this, McDonald's executives are calling it a very tight labor market. They're saying we're going to give higher wages, signing bonuses, paid interviews. Um, so they're, they're going in that direction, trying to stimulate workers to come in or labor to come in and work for them. Now, we've also heard that from KFC this week and Chipotle this week. They're having problems with labor. Now, I have a friend, and his name's Andrew, and he's kind of a, a slob of a person, just he's a mess, like, can't really tell what he does for a living, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, I know, I know. Is he living off his wife's parents' money? Like, it's one of those, like, he went to an SAP game, a Sharks game the other day. And he, he posted on Facebook some some just inane message like, I waited an hour for food and it never came. Bad public service. I'm canceling the transaction. I'm like, people are dying of COVID, you fat pig. Like, and I only say it like as a mean jerk because like, come on, that's a good problem to have to be at a hockey game and not get your, your chicken nuggets. That's fine. You're going to be okay. They don't have staffing. People don't want to go to work with people like him. They don't want to be yelled at by people like him. So it's a real thing. And it's going to affect you when you, you know what? I can't wait for it to open back up. Restaurants, bathrooms. I know you're saying that's an odd thing because earlier in the show, you were talking about how dirty they are and how you, if you were president, you would punish people with corporal punishment for solely in a bathroom. Um, but back to McDonald's. Some of the quotes out of Chipotle, a guy quit. He said, you couldn't pay me $20 an hour to work in food for the conditions we have to endure. After I left the location, five more people quit. Now they're operating with online orders only in limited hours because they still can't keep up. I've seen that too. The restaurant where I like to go to get a chicken sandwich for lunch isn't open on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays because they can't get the staff. You may think of it's like, oh, they're just trying to like squeeze all the all the profits into Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No. So the labor shortage is going to equal higher pay. Higher pay is going to equal inflation. Inflation is going to equal costs going up for food. That's going to get people freaked out in the Federal Reserve, and they're going to say, "Well, we got to we got to slow this down." But this is a weird one because it's kind of like not what you expect as far as inflation. If you were to see lumber price, you can control lumber prices and home prices. Raise interest rates, borrowing costs are going to change it. But that's not going to change the Big Mac. 
inflation is the flip side of all the changes we're seeing right now. Price increases are happening everywhere you look and will continue as employers pass along added costs. A Big Mac's going to get more expensive. Chipotle announced that it would raise workers' pay to an average of about $15 an hour in June. Recently, the company's CFO said that the higher minimum wage would result in slightly higher menu prices. They've admitted it. Cheesecake Factory, Texas Roadhouse, they've increased uh, prices in response to regulation that increased minimum wage. It is very, very common. And it, it's, it's weird because, again, increase plane ticket cost. I'll pay $1,000 flight away. I won't pay $1,200. I won't pay $1,400. I would love to pay $800. But I have a price point where I'm like, that's no longer worth it. And I'll stop. And then the planes will get empty. And the airlines will cut prices. You can't do that with labor. The labor inflation is very problematic because you want to satisfy demand. Anyhow, interesting times, I think. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.